Hi, and welcome to The Gene Space, where I talk about creativity, writing, music, life in an autistic household, and other random stuff. I'm so glad you're listening today. So I moved to the Boston area in the early to mid-1990s, and my new roommates told me that, number one, I was going to get lost a bunch which turned out to be true. And number two, I ought to buy the big Eastern Massachusetts Atlas. Now this was uh, something that you would get at like uh, even a gas station. They used to have bigger map sections and stuff like that. And it was uh, a bound, like with a little wire bound uh, book, huge, with some general regional maps and then every town had its own map and it was incredibly helpful um, because I was always getting lost and I could never figure out where I was without spending 10 minutes with the Atlas. It lived in the passenger seat of my car. And when I and my husband Dave moved from the North Shore to the South Shore of Massachusetts, it was especially useful. Of course, these days, um, you can't even find that that atlas anymore, and I use GPS, and I love it. It's occasionally led me astray, but unlike some people in the news, I have not ever driven my vehicle onto a golf course or into a creek following the GPS. I still have a big soft spot for paper maps. Um, It gives you a sense of the whole town, and I love looking and seeing, oh, there's an area, I think I'll go explore that. And this week's essay is about a paper map-based mystery. Enjoy the show! One of my favorite things about my project to walk every road, street, avenue, drive, circle, etc. in my town in 2021 has been discovering hidden streets. These are itty-bitty streets that often look like long driveways. There's never more than one or two houses at the end of them, and often there's no street sign either. I've lived in places where every intersection has a pair of street signs, which is my preference, but in my town, the majority of intersections have one sign at most, identifying the cross street. Before I learned to use the map function on my phone, that could prove problematic. To identify a hidden street, usually, or often, the mailboxes are the key since they include the street name. I'm working off of a photocopy of a 99 cent map from the gas station with around 550 streets listed. My goal is to average at least three streets a day since I restarted the project with just about 200 days left in the year. Once I realized that some of the streets weren't obvious to a casual pedestrian, I started studying the street map before the walk to identify any hidden streets along the way. This system worked well until about a month ago when I was slated to walk Windermere Avenue. Windermere is a name that conjures in my mind some grand London boulevard lined with Georgian townhouses, maybe with an iron-fenced Mary Poppins-style park in the back. Given that the street was at the outermost, very woodsy part of town, I knew reality was going to prove different. I couldn't wait to find out how. On the map, Windermere was one of several streets crossing a big street, Woodlawn, with North Windermere on one side and South on the other. 
I spent a morning exploring Woodlawn and its south-sided streets. South Windermere Avenue was four houses long. There were no Georgian townhouses to be found, just single-family homes with attached one-car garages. An assertively yellow house at the end was the one that caught my eye. The house at the end of the street is almost always the show-offy one. A couple of days later, I walked the north-sided cross streets. They contained a log cabin, an ominous-looking landscaping business nestled in the woods, a house with a cute bridge over an actual creek in the backyard, and turkeys and squirrels and rabbits. But somehow, I had missed North Windermere Avenue. Back home, I checked the map and found that North Windermere Avenue clearly was marked directly across the street from South Windermere and about the same length. Interestingly, though, North Windermere wasn't on my phone map or the satellite maps. The street-level photo showed a house with a Woodlawn Street address and a sizable driveway. Maybe it was a hidden street? I drove back to check, finding a regular-length driveway with a couple of cars and a shed at the back, and behind the shed were high grass and woods. I'd also already found some minor mistakes on the map. The newest streets obviously weren't included. I had a lot of fun drawing them in. And sometimes a street was shown as continuous when it wasn't. Some intersections didn't exist. The most common error was streets that were listed in the wrong sector of the map, E4 instead of F4. The mistakes seemed mostly to be accidental or distortions caused by trying to fit roads and their names onto the map in areas where the roads were especially crowded and twisty or where there were hills that made things weird. North Windermere was the first time the map had pointed me to a street that seemed to be missing entirely. It's possible that North Windermere was a trap street. These are made-up streets that some cartographers add deliberately as protection against plagiarism, which is a big problem in the map-making world. Not just streets, either. Sometimes they invent brooks or hills or even whole towns. Other intentional misrepresentations can include the kinds of small errors I'd encountered already. The idea behind the traps is to prove that a competitor who's published a map with the same mistakes has been copying rather than doing their own work. The possibility that I discovered a trap street made me simultaneously giddy and disappointed in humanity. I like to be able to trust a map. Windermere was in a liminal area, probably a good place to put a trap, but maybe the map was just out of date. At the library, alas, there were no old atlases. However, a library imported me to the online archive of the local papers, which had news from the 1960s and forwards. South Windermere was occasionally referenced in these archives. It had become an official street in the mid-1960s, getting its own streetlight and sewer system. There were no references, though, to North Windermere. North Windermere might have been what they call a paper street. A paper street is one that is intended to be constructed and got far enough along in the process to be put on the town planning maps, and from there it gets incorporated onto other maps accidentally and evidently nobody checks. I went to Google Maps, scanning South Windermere one more time, noticing finally a meaningful clue 
its houses numbered from 7 to 12. That driveway across the road, exactly the same width as South Windermere, the tall grass, a semicircle of pale green, tan patches of dirt showing through, quite different from the heavy green canopy of the surrounding trees, a clearing of a size for houses one to six. I felt a little sad for old North Windermere Avenue, the street that never got to be. I wonder what misfortunes led to the project's demise. In my imagination, it will remain forever a gorgeous potentiality, the town's most stylish street, with its red brick townhouses, gardens filled with spectacular flowers, and happy children at play. Thanks so much for listening. It turns out that Windermere, sometimes with an extra R thrown in um, after Winde, uh, is a very popular name for streets and developments as well as other places, lakes, towns, train stations, etc. The writer Ernest Hemingway spent nearly every summer from 1900 to 1920 in a lakeside home in Michigan that his parents had named Windermere. And Oscar Wilde, the writer, wrote a play called Lady Windermere's Fan, with the extra R in Windermere, which I have not read, but might at some point, just out of curiosity's sake. So I wonder, have you ever found a trap street or paper street on a map? Um, Has the map or GPS ever led you in a really wrong direction when you're trying to get somewhere? I'd love to know. You can check out this podcast as a blog on my WordPress page. There's a link in the description box. And if you'd like to support this show, that would be awesome. There's a donations button on my homepage. Until next time, be well.